I feel like Basketball Reference has the most random assortment of players on its homepage today. You know, usually it's like famous stars and whatever. Today they have Reggie Evans, a bunch of randos. Darren Collison, for some reason, is on there. Billy Garrett. I've never heard of these dudes. BG. Tim Quarterman. Oh, yeah. Ben Bentel? Yep. It's my boy. I would call him Bentel Soup. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so uh, just prepare to. uh, It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. <laughs> I feel like you, you can't just, like, jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch in unbeatable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. This is episode 409, coming from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. This show, we're going to talk about uh, Oladipo's progress. Uh, we got a mailbag. Uh, we're going to talk about the Western Conference, uh, the Blazers, uh, a little bit about the Lakers, and we got an undegooglable. Joining me this week are uh, two of our three analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, undebeatable? Shout out to my uh, Saturday soccer team, Up Your Arsenal. <laughs> we, to, uh, we we uh, had a good season, made made it to the playoffs, uh, made it to the finals. Finals went into extra time, mm. and then in literally the last second of uh, golden goal overtime, we gave up a PK. Oh, uh, no. Lost. Yeah, it was brutal. But always was fun it to play fa- with those guys. It was, was it a fair call? I didn't actually see the foul, so I have no idea. But okay. was the it, there were conflicting it? reports from our team. Like a couple okay. guys on our team were like, "Yeah, he definitely fouled them," and then a couple other people were like, "Total dive!" Like so, mm. who knows? It was it was a well fought game. It was gonna, I mean, it was gonna go to PKs anyway, so it was like a coin toss okay. at some level. But sure, yeah. Anyway, good season. Shout, Shout out. out to uh, up your ars- up your arsenal. <laughs> yeah. From Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What is going on, fellas? Shout out this week to one of the greatest ever play of the game, Bill Russell, who, mm. after 44 years, finally accepted his Hall of Fame ring. Mm. That is a long holdout. Was he just waiting until he was in town or something? <laughs> Scheduling conflicts, I think. Yeah. So he was inducted in 75 at the time he offered the New York Times, quote, for my own personal reasons, which I don't want to discuss. 
I don't want to be a part of it. I'm not going. They know that. I've felt this way for many years. Mm. Um, he went into a little bit more detail in accepting the ring. Um, you know, there are players that uh, he really felt like should have had the honor before him, including uh, Sweetwater Clifton, Earl Lloyd, and Chuck Cooper. Chuck Cooper, by the way, was just um, just inducted last September. Um, mm. So okay. those those guys that he had specifically mentioned are all finally in, so he finally accepted his rank. Okay. Interesting. But hmm. Bill Russell is uh, too good of a human being mm-hmm. <laughs> for this planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to him. You th- what do you think they did with the ring these past 44 years? Like it was sitting in like Stern's desk or something like that. Like, <laughs> just in the back of the top drawer. It's like in a yeah. junk drawer somewhere yes. in the NBA offices. <laughs> Interns got to take it out on Saturday night. They take turns and go show it off. Mm. Sure. Yeah. Use it to pick up girls at the bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd fall for that. Mm-hmm. That's how Catherine scooped you. <laughs> <laughs> but are you in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> Yeah, just don't let me up, baby. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Before we get into the show, just want to remind you that you can support the show anytime you shop at Amazon. If you just click the link in the show notes or go to theundebeatables.com slash Amazon and do whatever your your shopping would be, it kicks a few bucks out back to us and helps support what we do. First topic, this show, Victor Oladipo making some progress. Uh, there is no, absolutely, repeat, no time frame for him to be back. But he was assigned to the Mad Ants uh, this uh, past weekend uh, to do a little practice with them. Uh, so he's doing like full court five on five stuff, I think, now. Um, which means we should get ready for the playoffs, I guess, right? Well, yeah, I mean, must I be bought, that time of year. I yeah. bought my tickets already. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Harper, I think, so Oladipo should be back, I would think, in the next couple months. Um, they, uh, they're not going to rush him. They they just they haven't uh, been doing that for a little while. Um, but uh, what kind of, I mean, what do you expect out of him when he gets back? You think he's going to come charge him back in or take it a little slow? Or, and how do the teams, how's the team going to react to it? You know, we have a whole new team. Uh how are we going to do this? I just, you know, for better or for worse, that guy doesn't have any gears one through four. He's just got the overdrive thing. Like when he comes back, he's going to be like a crazy person on the court because that's just who he is. He's wildly competitive, um, but manages to be a good guy while he does it, which is like a rare thing to be able to pull off as a human being. Uh, see Michael Jordan. Um I mean, I'm excited. I mean, even this going to the Mad Ants thing, like he could have taken a day off, right? But, you know, he wants to go and he wants to play. And, you know, it's a great thing for the Mad Ants to be able to see what a guy, you know, who's always working this hard on himself uh, looks like in practice, right? I mean, I just, I love this guy. He's on the court every night as it is. Uh, Everybody in that locker room is looking forward to getting him back. you know, there's not going to be a bunch of big surprises when he comes back. He's a good guy. He's a great leader. Uh, he's already a leader in the locker room. So uh, it's just a matter of getting uh, getting him back into into play shape. And I, I'm with you. They 
definitely should not rush him back. I, I miss him being on the court very much. Uh, and if it takes an extra month to get him back, even if he doesn't play this year, I just I want the kid to be right. Um, and he just he plays so hard all the time that it's a danger to have him back and not 100%. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I bought my, t- my tickets for the Pacers playoff, but I think uh, Madden's fans should be super excited. Like they're, you know, he's going to average a triple double probably in uh-huh. the G League, and uh, you know, probably maybe MVP. I don't know. I don't want to get ahead of myself. <laughs> they started our, they started the season already, so you know. Uh, no, I mean, obviously this is this is fantastic news for uh, for Pacers fans. The he, he's oh, can right he get on rookie schedule. of the year. Hmm, that's an interesting question. That is an interesting question. That's an under Google, I think. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's very meta. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's on schedule, if not a, ahead of schedule. I think when we were doing our season preview, we talked about him maybe coming back uh, after the new year or something like that. Um, but this sort of timeline, I mean, we're mid-November now. So if he's already doing full court five on five stuff i can't imagine that he's more than a month away although i have no idea i mean i like you said joey i think they're definitely gonna be super conservative and um you know make sure he's a thousand percent before he's he's coming back which they've done with other guys uh so far this year right so miles turner uh sprained an ankle and seemed like he was about ready to play for about two or three games and they just held him out until he was a hundred, a hundred, a hundred percent, um, to play. So they're, uh, doing the, the franchise is doing their best to take care of their, their guys, at least, you know, their key guys for sure. So we'll be exciting to see. I mean, obviously the, where, how far this team goes, uh, in as a regular season team and into the postseason is completely dependent on having our all-star on the floor. Um, we talked a little bit in Monday show about, uh, or maybe that was offline. I can't remember, but th- it seems like the the goal would be to float around 500 or slightly above if you can, uh, until Oladipo gets back. And so far that's a success, right? Um, but obviously the schedule is going to get tougher than it was in the first 11 or so games. So, so yeah, one thing, how big an adjustment do you think, the t- you know the team is going to go through bringing it back. Do you think it's going to be really detrimental to to play, or is it learning process? Well, I mean, got to restart over. You know, I mean, with the finely tuned offense that we put out there every night, <laughs> you know, any any change to that machine is just going to throw it into disarray. So, yeah, I mean, the timing of all these passes and picks and screens and running to off the ball movement and then yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it might take us until you know say 12 seconds left in the shot clock before we get trapped <laughs> in the corner as opposed to 16 <laughs> seconds left <laughs> god damn it that's so dumb um we'll be better immediately <laughs> yeah you know i mean this whole season so far has seemed like it's um constantly adjusting on the fly and so it's just going to be a continuation of that right so uh hopefully over the next week we'll slowly you know get brogdon and lamb 
and TJ McConnell back uh, and sort of get to a regular rotation. I'd like to get to some sort of regular rotation. I feel like we've had uh, at least five or six different starting lineups so far this year. And obviously that filters down to the bench. And, you know, when you're flying guys in from (laughs) Boston after playing a G League game the night before because you need them to play 15 minutes for you, you're that's not a good situation for your team so yeah and to the greatest extent possible i mean you really like to get jeremy lamb back so you can just kind of plug him into the offense where victor oladipo is supposed to be have him doing victor oladipo things hopefully not as well um but that way when victor's ready to come back i mean it's really just taking the place of a known quantity in the offense he's supposed to be at x right yeah yeah, although when I mean maybe that's the the beauty of Nate McMillan's system is there is no system, so mm. nobody has to know where they're supposed to be. So. Yeah, he's yeah. a step ahead. He's uh, it's 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 post fact offense. That's right. That's right. It's <laughs> positionless office. and yeah. <laughs> it's positionless and offensiveless <laughs> basketball. It's great. It's a thing of beauty. You mm-hmm. trademark that, man. Yeah, me and Colson were joking last week. Like, we have all these troubles without a bounce plays. Why is it that we're not just stealing Brad Stevens's playbook every week? Like, it's not as if these plays are copyrighted, right? Like, mm. just take them. <laughs> no, there's this. Uh, yeah, I remember this article that the Xavier's old coach, Chris Mack, is like a a total dork for like out of bounds plays and special plays and stuff like that. And he would just send a newsletter out to like all the high school coaches in like the Cincinnati area or whatever. Like, can we just get on that mailing list and like steal exactly. those plays? Like <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Alright gentlemen. It's time for the mailbag. The, the mailbag We've had uh, uh, DJ Yakabuchi writing in again. He's uh, written in before a couple times. Shout out. Mm-hmm. So he's got his question and some preceding statements. They're good things. So, hey, guys. It's Superfan DJ again. Uh, I think you guys realize how much I love the show. Glad to see t- uh, some of you are starting to like what you see from Jeremy Lamb uh, as well. Uh, I have a question that I would like to ask. I'd love to hear all of your responses and why. Uh, now, obviously, all Pacer fans really want uh, Sabonis and Turner lineup to work out. But hypothetically speaking, if you all had to choose a, to keep one and trade the other, would you be on Team Miles or Team Domas and why? Mm. <laughs> well, um, it's a real Cain and Abel situation here. <laughs> Uh, well, I like, uh, I like for myself, I think I like, uh, Miles Turner. Um, I like both of these guys a lot, but I guess I am a little bit risk averse and I know what we have in Miles Turner. He's been around for a longer time. You know, we've had him the whole time he's uh, been a professional player. Um, so I know what we got with him. You know, Thomas has been playing great, but who knows how this is going to turn out for him. Um, I don't know. Thoughts of anybody else? So I, I also feel fairly risk averse. And for that reason would probably 
lean on Demonis Sabonis first. Um, I just feel mm-hmm. like the injury thing with Turner um, scares me a little bit. Um, and I just, I love how complete um, Domas's game is. Uh, I love the potential for him to be a great assister from the five spot. We're starting to see flashes of even some three-point shooting from the guy. Uh, and he's just, he's a really dominant rebounder and he can defend the low post. Now, obviously, you're giving up just some incredible shot blocking. Um, but if I was forced to choose one, um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Suicide's not an option, I guess. So I, I'll go with Domas. <laughs> that escalated really quickly. <laughs> really did. I love my Pacers. What can I say? I really don't want to yeah. choose. But if forced, I would take Domas. Yeah. Uh, shout out to GJ. He sent this question a while ago, and we sort of uh, tabled it because we we didn't have a lot of data, and we still don't have a lot of data on the Turner Sabonis lineup together. And also, it just makes me feel kind of bad about myself because I'm yeah. not choosing between my two favorite kids, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but but kudos to you for challenging us. It always <laughs> always makes us feel you know we're better. Whatever doesn't kill us makes us better. Um. And in honor of our uh, our absent uh, analyst John Colson, I'm going to sit squarely on the on the on the fence and say uh, I'm going to choose neither. I'm going to cho- I'm going to choose whichever one uh, gets us the best return uh, on investment at some level. Um, I think that the choice really is: Do you want to center your um, your choice around defense or around offense. I think that clearly DeMontis Sabonis is the more talented offensive player and a more classic uh, center, uh, but that can also play in today's NBA, meaning that he can stretch out, he can shoot the three, he can uh, defend guys a little bit more out on the perimeter. Run a little Uh, break. Yeah, he can, yeah, (laughs) pass the ball, like, with amazing precision. Um, Turner obviously I think is a, uh, an elite shot blocker, uh, in the NBA. He has that skill from leadership wise. I kind of lean towards Sabonis on this one. I feel like he's a little bit more engaged and fiery. Um, but that's just a personality thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. not that, um, Turner is is not competitive or not a leader. He just does it in different ways, I think. Sure. And he's a great um, member of the locker room. I think his positivity fits very well with Oladipo and and all of those things. So Absolutely. I will say in yeah. fairness that I agree that there are some major personality differences there, but I also think that Domus has had the benefit of, you know, being the kid of a NBA player who's played around the world and you know a lot of that behavior is learned right being a great teammate takes sustained effort right and he's just he's, he grew up with it he's seen it um, and Miles Turner while certainly a great teammate I, I agree like you know he's still got room to grow in the leadership department but I, I think that'll improve as he gets older mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you think Miles Turner's biggest fault is the fact that his father was not a professional basketball player it's real high on my list yeah I, I, I have very things very few things to talk trash about Miles Turner's game over. So, uh, remember, remind me never to work for you. <laughs> I can't afford you. 
Uh, I, I will say, so to talk a little bit more about Miles Turner, you know, he, he has uh, DPOY uh, goals, you know. Um, and that's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, that is not the definition of a player, but it's a, it's a huge goal. Um, and I think he's, you know, he's at least should be in the conversation. The years he's been healthy, he's been, uh, you know, the last couple of years when he, when he's healthy, he's been great defensively. Um, and and I guess like on the leadership side, I, I I don't disagree with, with what you're saying, Jason, on, um, the personalities, but I mean, with with Old Depot around, like you don't need a whole lot of uh, vocal leaders. Um, so that's true, but I mean, one of the things that that takes you a long way in the NBA is just general uh, toughness and like um, passion to to excel night after night. And I don't know. I mean, I feel I feel like I've seen. Sabonis take a leap this year in that category. Mm-hmm. Uh, he seems like hyper engaged this year. Oh, yeah. Like you see him after every timeout, he's like talking to the, you know, wh- whoever he's walking to the bench with about the most previous play, like saying like, oh, I wanted that here and I did it here. Like, oh, did you see the way I did this? Like, I don't know. He just seems very, very, very uh, motivated and, and focused. Um, in a way that uh, I haven't seen from Miles necessarily yet. I mean, Miles is enthusiastic and gets into games, but he also can sort of disappear for stretches. Yeah, you he know can what go I mean? through slumps within a game. Yeah. Um, no question that he's working super hard off the court. We don't want to imply that, of course. Mm. But no, no, no. Absolutely. I, I, I know that you yeah. weren't implying that at all, but just yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was thinking it, though. Yeah. <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> I think another way to approach this question, though, is so I I think, well, I guess I'm interested to hear if you guys think, but in my mind, neither of these players is your, you know, top banana or whatever, if you will, like the a 1A player on a championship team. The question is, is either one of these guys, if either one of these guys is your second best player, are you contending for a title? You know, I kind of feel like Sabonis is, you know, he's Jokic light to me. He's Jokic, he's poor man's mm-hmm. Jokic right now, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and there's a lot of things that you can do with that. Um, Miles Turner has all these flashes of, you know, deep shooting and, uh, you know, just amazing highlight reel shot blocking. Um, but he definitely still has the kind of gaps in his game where it's difficult to see him as the second best player on a championship team. Um, which is part of the reason why I lean a little bit more towards Domus. I, I don't know if in this day and age of, you know, uh, totally, you know, collected wealth in free agency where everybody has three Hall of Famers. I mean, it's just a different time, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. 10 years ago I could have seen him, you know. I mean, you put that guy together with LeBron James and he's not better than any of those Cleveland teams. Mm-hmm. I mean. Mm-hmm. That's a good point, yeah. I mean, I feel like. I can see and have seen Doma sort of take over games for stretches in a way that, I mean, in Miles's game maybe isn't necessarily suited to this as much as Domas's game is, where uh, he just sort of dictates play. That being said, on the defensive end, you know, 
what was it, the Chicago game last year or something like that, where he had, like, three block shots in the last, like, minute of a game and just, like, yeah, just, like just we're winning this game. Like, yep. I'm not going to allow us to lose this game. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a really good problem to have, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also... Like this embarrassment of riches. Yeah. Right. But also, you know, part of why I love Domus so much, so... He can take over a game sort of with his rebounding and he can sort of do it offensively. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's like that he's young and that you don't necessarily have to drop a play for him to find the rim. You know, he's going to owe board hard. Right. Uh, and you just, you don't need to drop a bunch of stuff for him to be successful. And that seems to be less the case with miles Turner, um, mm-hmm. which makes him a very, very valuable commodity. Right. Mm-hmm. Jason, I wanted to follow up with your, you know, you, you said you're going to sit on the fence uh, to see who you can get more with. Um, who do you got? I mean, who do you think right now, like, trade value would be? Who, who would have a higher trade value? That's a good question. Um, I think coming into the season, Turner probably had more value. Um, but obviously, he hasn't played that much this year. And I think that the way that Domas has really... Uh, dominated in in some ways the numbers that he's putting up in games i think he's more valuable right now uh from a from a trade value perspective or whatever yeah i feel like the teams that really want miles turner are on the verge of a championship right and they just want a really great shot blocking defensive you know mid to three point shooter guy. Right. I mean, he definitely fits in the system, but what can you get from those championship caliber teams? Right. I mean, um, it's just sort of an inherent, inherent problem. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm just and super I mean, happy to have both of them. It's yeah. absolutely. It, and then, you know, obviously like that are this good as citizens is just fantastic. Yeah. It's, and you know, the Pacers aren't in the business of like, sort of recouping as much uh, loot as they can for their players. So I was kind of joking when I said I'd, I'd take whoever gives gives us the most. Because obviously if a, if a player has more value on the market, there's a reason for that, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's right. because they are viewed as a potential cornerstone piece, right? Right. Or they have a lot of value because <laughs> the uh, – New York or Atlanta is the, the one buying. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. It. I strongly yeah. suspect the Pacers are not getting rid of either of these guys until one of them demands a trade, right? I mean, we locked That's these right. guys down for a reason. That's right. That's right. And, uh, you know, to channel mine or Colson, I'm pretty sure that his answer is uh, it doesn't matter because we have Goga. <laughs> <laughs> they decide they want to demand a trade, we'll be just fine. Yeah, right. Thank you very much. Yeah. Just collect draft picks and build around Goga. <laughs> I like it. I, you know, I saw Colson wearing a, a Goga twenty twenty four shirt already. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He had a. He probably it was made out of uh, puffy paints and glitter. So. Yeah, but I mean, all of his clothes are so. so. <laughs> That's telltale sign. uh, Surprisingly um, rational from Colson. I would have expected a Goga 2020. (laughs) Or Goga 2021. It's really showing his maturity that he's like, we'll we'll wait. Let's let's build our war chest a little bit first. 
he may have a series of those, uh, just one for every year. So I'm not sure. <laughs> or maybe it's just because uh, he's a big Trump fan and can't wait for that second election. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's take a break. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be back in uh, just a few minutes. <laughs> She like it's cool as whatever I pour a bullet on ice And ain't no mask on vendettas I gotta focus on this But you can call me whenever I got a feeling like Fifty vitamin water from seven And that's a melee for Philly I had a baddie at 15 Left for the party It's a scene right when I made it to Indian What's my name? was the video? Wasn't planning to stay But it's all good, baby Hit a little vacation Any city we go What's the plan, baby? All you ever wanted was to get a tan, baby We could lay in the sand for hours, baby Nowadays, I'm just hoping that you call, baby I'm just, I'm just hoping that you call, baby. I'm just hoping that you call, baby. I've been wondering who you calling. I don't wanna know, oh, 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 who's taking you home, oh, 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 who's loving you, oh, 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 the way I used to love you. I don't wanna know, oh, 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 who's taking you home, oh, 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 baby. I don't wanna know the way you used to love me. Why you gotta make it hard? Why you always tryna sell something lately? You've been on my mind, I don't even mind. You don't ever call, you don't need to lie. Woo. Selfies all the time, I don't know where to find you. Always on your phone, should be on your ground, boo. I know you seen the text, go and hit reply to. Why I wrote the song, but it ain't really about you. I wouldn't change a thing about you, baby. That's what you drive me crazy. We are back from the break. Uh, next up, we got my stat of the week. Joey, stat of the week. This one. Uh, pulled up from the uh, NBA subreddit. This is from uh, user Rebooted23. Uh, and this person uh, reminded us Chandler Parsons is currently being paid $25.1 million to sit on the Hawks bench. Mm. Chandler Parsons. Uh, that's a man I have not seen on the basketball floor in a while. Uh, but they know him well at the bank uh, where he keeps his piles of money. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because of his max contract that he got signed to. Goodness. He's not been healthy in a long time. And uh, he's making he's making that money. <laughs> he is. Was it, he was part of the uh, salary cap is going up bonanza, right? Oh, he was overpaid before that happened. He definitely yeah. was. But did he get his max that season? Probably. He probably, some idiotic team probably bought him out of his old contract so that they could sign him to a new max or something. Right, right. Or they did it the year before because, like, he's a steal at 25. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. This is like the, we want to give you more money, but we're not sure how, so Mm -hmm. let's let's find a way around this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jason, do you you have those numbers up from his... uh... Uh, the play he's been doing, or the play over the last couple years? I don't know. I, I was uh, disgusted by them, so I closed that tab. <laughs> yeah. We do know that he's making approximately $210,000 per game that he's actually played. Yeah, 290, I believe. So he's been in the league. This is, this is his ninth year in the league. He's played a grand total of 435 games, which is what, as. You can imagine way less than 
70 games yeah. a season That's, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, he's made a total of a close to $127 million over the course of his career, which averages out to something like $290,000 a game. Yeah, so well we live done. in a, you know, uh, the world is fair, friends. That's what we're learning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in his past life, he was Mahatma Gandhi. <laughs> Uh, so speaking of the world being fair, uh, the Portland Trailblazers, uh, I don't know who they were in a past life, but they got Carmelo Anthony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Harper, that's you are, that happened. You're our uh, resident Blazers expert. Um, why? <laughs> Melo's been out of the league since last year. Uh-huh. Um, he is... Uh, I mean, I'm assuming if you sign him, he's going to start, right? Like, playoff P knows that he doesn't sit on the bench. He doesn't come off the bench. Well, but he he said last year that he was willing to take that role. And if we know anything about Carmelo Anthony, his word is his bond. So, mm-hmm. should be mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Portland, as of recording on Sunday, is sitting on five and eight. Have not looked good. Um, Damian Lillard's having an all like an MVP caliber season by the numbers. Um, Neil O'Shea, who is their GM, has apparently been on the let's get Carmelo train for years and years. Um, They're without Nurkic. Uh, Zach Collins is out until March. Uh, Pau Gasol has not played for them yet. They're definitely undermanned, and there's not a lot out there. I mean – for whatever it's worth, I guess you get some butts in the seats and you can hope for some instant offense out of this. You're just counting really heavily on what a good leader Damian Lillard is to, to hold the rest of it together, though. Which is a good bet to make, I would argue. Right? Sure. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we talked about this in the preseason, that they're they losing... Heartless and Aminu um, really hurt them at that small forward uh, position, and I think it's showed a little bit here in the the early going of the season. Not that Melo is going to replace the defensive prowess of those two guys, but you know, spreads the floor a little bit more, can knock down some shots. And this also feels like it's maybe they're preparing for another move, right? Like. Doesn't Portland seem like they're they're primed to try to trade away Whiteside for something? Sure. No. I, I don't even know if they can. Didn't they send him to like a non-guaranteed contract too? <laughs> I don't even know if they mm. can trade Carmelo. But I, I mean, I agree. They've got to do something. They're oh no no looks not like, that they're going to trade Carmelo, but that yeah. they're they're going to move some other pieces around to play him at a small ball four type position and which yeah. went so well in New York. He was a huge fan of that when he was thirty. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like I said, their their offseason looks like a train wreck as of mm-hmm. right now. Um, they're not healthy. They're not playing well. They're wasting Damian Lillard's career. <laughs> so uh, there's work to be done. Um, yeah. I Yeah. I mean, you got to be on the phone trying to get something done. But um, I, I, I don't know what that looks like. Hopefully Neil O'Shea has uh, just got this all dialed in. I'm sure he's got a plan. 
You think maybe they're uh, trying to like, you know, how history repeats itself. Like they're they're just this is the first step towards uh, revamping the Jailblazers uh, era of of life in Portland. Yeah, they're gonna have Darius Miles and uh, Stromal Swift here in no time. I'm sure. That's right. Yeah, weed's legal now. I mean, what could go wrong? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you don't need Damon Stoudemire to drive down from Vancouver with a trunk full of pot. Right. Or some guy to get on a try and get through TSA with uh, weed wrapped in tin foil. <laughs> that throws the dogs off every time. <laughs> <You know? laughs> they don't like the sound, like the crunchy sound uh-uh. that it makes. So, uh-uh. yeah. It's disconcerting. They're thrown off. <laughs> yeah, I must say I'm disappointed by the the Blazer start. So what are they now? They're like five and. Eight five, five and eight, yeah. 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 I mean, they're giving up 114 a game. Um, I don't know, man. I they'll, they'll get it turned around. I mean, they're, you know, they're a 500 team, even in the West. But I also feel like they're that team that, you know, they seem to have a great year and then a bad year and then a great year, you know, just going by kind of the win-loss totals. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So maybe they're just they're on a they're on a bad year in the cycle. I wanted to talk a little bit about the just the West as a whole. So uh, right now Portland is eleventh in the West, uh, tied with the Spurs. Um, there's some teams uh, that I think that are standing out a little bit. The Lakers. 10 and 2 right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking not so bad. Uh, Boosting Rockets, uh, very close, but one more loss at 10 and 3. Denver's looking fantastic, 8 and 3. Utah, 8 and 4. Um, and some other teams, the Phoenix is, is uh, uh, a surprise for some uh, at 7 and 4. The Lakers have been fantastic this season. Jason, what do you think? Are they going to be able to sustain this uh, for the whole year? They they uh, they are a little bit of a new look team. Uh, a bit, a fair bit of turnover from last year, um, but Le- LeBron's crotch is, is feeling better uh, from last year. <laughs> and with a healthy LeBron crotch, I think you could you could do some damage out west. Yeah, and apparently uh, he spent the off season like figuring out how to. Uh, Use this healthy crutch to throw amazing passes because he is uh, leading the league in assists per game right now uh, at eleven point one a night. Yeah, I think this is sustainable as long as Anthony Davis is healthy, which is always a question or a question mark on uh, Anthony Davis teams because the way that um, the Lakers, as far as I can tell, are winning games is they're doing it on the defensive end. They lead the league in um, defensive rating, and I believe they're third in the league in in, uh, opponents' points per game, keeping teams at around 100 points a game, which is quite good. Uh, And a lot of that is due to Anthony Davis just being an absolute beast uh, defending the paint. I'm going to forget the stat, but it's some – he's – when he is on the floor, teams are shooting at some ridiculously low percentage within 
six feet of the rim or something some, like that. Some Hibbert-ish. Oh, it was like it was like thirty percent. Yeah, it's like some insane percentage. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, and he is that level of defender when he wants to be right. Um, and so if he stays healthy, then yeah, this is sustainable. And that uh, over under a fifty seems like a joke. They are already at ten wins right now. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. and looking even closer at it, I mean, they lost on opening night to the L.A. Clippers mm-hmm. uh, behind mm-hmm. Kawhi's 30. He just had an unbelievable game. Um, I'm sure the King will be happy to remind us that the uh, rumors of his death were a bit premature. That's uh, right. He had a dunk last night over, uh, I think it was over Bialinka or something, uh, definitely worth a YouTube um, he looked like 25-year-old LeBron. I mean, he was, uh, you know, damn near from the free throw line, 12 feet in the air, and could have ripped that rim down if he wanted to. Um, yeah. He looks really should, good. They should press charges for what he did. Yeah, it was definitely <laughs> assault. Um, yeah, they just – they, they look very good. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I agree Anthony Davis is a big part of that, but the reality is that LeBron can win a lot of games. I mean, all but by himself if he's healthy and playing at a high level. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see how long before the load management bug bites L.A. Uh, it seems mm-hmm. to be the thing that's going on. Um, you know, Maybe he'll take a couple weeks off December and call it good. Who knows? But uh, that that is – boy, that's a good team. You know, one big difference um... – you know, you guys, you guys are talking all day about this Anthony Davis fella. Uh, I think the big difference from last year was uh, Coach Frank Vogel. He's ten to two. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Vogel, and it's I mean, you know, I hate to give him credit, but Dwight Howard is playing good basketball again, uh, doing Dwight Howard things, and and being happy to just catch lobs and dunk them and play good defense, right? Um, yeah, but Frank Vogel, you're right. Good good point. You know, we, we worried coming into the season that he was in a position where he, he was set up to fail. Yeah. You know, with He's Jason Kidd. He's a fall Kidd guy for Jason Kidd. <laughs> That's right. And so far, that hasn't been the case. You know, he's got these guys playing, uh, you know, the type of basketball that uh, typically superstar-laden teams don't enjoy playing, which is sound uh defensive basketball and you know smash math type things and he's he's able to do that yeah so the question is when things do take a turn how long will lebron be happy with him that's right that's right because certainly the nba season is long and they will hit a rough patch as every team except you know the 73 win golden state warriors you know hits a rough patch at some point um they hit their yeah, and, and how the they respond. That year. True, mm-hmm. that's true. That's true. Yeah, see, it happens to everybody. So. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm just looking. Uh, Anthony Davis right now, uh, as of yesterday, uh, was listed as day to day, and he's uh, probable for Sunday's game against the Hawks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how he does, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the, the, you know, we're about, what are we, 12 games or so into the season now, and teams are starting to 
to take shape as to sort of what we, what they may be for the remainder of the season, right? I mean, the Nuggets struggled a little bit early, but now they look like they've got it together. Jokic looks like he's, you know, shaking off the uh, summer vacation <laughs> and is actually playing basketball. Um, the Jazz are playing good ball again. Yep. Phoenix is still maintaining a decent win rate, which is really surprising the hell out of me. I don't know how this is happening. I mean, 117 points a game is how. Yeah, that's true. Uh, And the Clips just got Paul George back, so they may go on a little tear here for a bit. Potentially, but they're without Kawhi at the moment, so who knows. Is he, like, legit hurt, or he just is doing his load management? Uh, It's impossible to tell anymore. Uh, also, there was a, a a pretty fun clip that may be worth watching of uh, Doc Rivers getting booted from a game. Oh, I saw that. And Dude, uh, yeah. his kid enjoying it very, very much. <laughs> his his, uh, his uh, own son was was calling uh, for the refs to give him a technical, <laughs> which they did. Which they did. They obliged. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think his quote was, uh, "It might be an awkward Thanksgiving." Yeah. <laughs> And Golden State guys, uh, mm. as of recording, sitting two and eleven. Tank time. Uh, boy, yeah, you know they they lost Katie, uh, well to injury, and then to him leaving the team, uh, and the people that were left are all hurt now. Yep. Clay's down. Curry's out. Uh, D'Angelo Russell now out. Not a very deep team to begin with. Uh, they look like garbage. I haven't actually watched them play yet, but yeah, it's. Uh, not well, I haven't good. spent a lot of my hours of my life doing so, but you, you know, you don't have to. Trust me. Right. right. <laughs> They're giving up almost 120 a game. <laughs> That's rough. Yeah. Uh, good news is GR3 is getting some PT. That's solid. Hmm. Uh, they do have a win over Portland. <laughs> of course they do. That's yeah. a feather in your cap. Yep. The leading scorer for the Warriors that day was uh, some guy named Pascal, who scored 36. I don't even know who that is. Eric Pascal. Eric Pascal. I know the name. Don't know much about him, though. I know that he probably won't get you to a title this season. <laughs> this is this is dangerous though with uh you know them them being in in a uh in the lead right now in the in the lottery race uh you know we you know we know that the Spurs did this many years ago uh when David Robinson was on the team and that's how they picked up Tim Duncan was uh doing so poorly for one season and then uh continued their dynasty after that uh, this could be another one of those things you know, they still have, once people are healthy, they still have Draymond, they still have Curry, uh, and they still have Thompson. Yep. They still have Kevin Looney. Who's also the first three. injured, I think. Yeah. But those three right there, three, if those guys are all healthy, you know, they did a lot of good work for a lot of years uh, with those three. Yeah. I mean, they've got the two greatest shooters of all time on their team. Yeah. And if their hands aren't broken or whatever, then, you know, they can shoot some shoot some shots. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, suck at Golden State. This year <laughs> sucks for you. Yeah. Our team's all injured, too, and guess what? We're over 500. That's true. That's right. And we can we can sit back and just look at our... Wait, no, we don't have any trophies. <laughs> no banners. <laughs> no banners. All right. Uh, we've got an under-Google Oh, nice. Oh, are we doing under Googleables? That was the plan. Super excited. Um, you told us we had to, sir. You said we signed up for it. In the end, it's going to be better and more true than Google can give you. This is in from, uh, from Connie, friend oh, of the show. Even nicer. Showed up. So, her question was... Was she wanted to know how the uh, the NBA sort of player insurance works? Um, it, it's sort of a general question, but like um, players are they're insured in some fashion, um, you know, from injury. You know, um, how does that work? Is there like percentage of salary who who you know how does the money flow in for these kind of things do you guys have any idea not really um well i mean i I suppose the first question is is this something that is completely private or is it somehow subsidized by the nba i guess my feeling was that um while there are salary cap carve outs for injured players that the insurance itself was private Mm -hmm. do you know the answer to that that's my guess, yeah. And so, the, so the to to clarify, I guess the uh, situation is: say, say you sign uh, player X to a, a contract, uh, but you think that player X is injury prone. So what you do is you take out an insurance uh, what do you call it contract policy. policy. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, an insurance policy um, with probably Lloyd's of London, I'm guessing, is the only insurer that does this type of right. stuff, um, that says if this player is injured uh, for this season, then you, the insurance policy, will pl- pay the remainder of the salary, and we don't have to pay out of our pocket the remainder of the salary. Um, yeah, and I think it's completely private. I think any individual team can choose to contract any insurance policy with any individual player that they want and they probably have them on every player i would guess okay yeah that was my next question was you know if they're going to do it do you pick only certain ones or do you just do everybody in some fashion i mean i have no idea i'm probably there's some sort of cost benefit (laughs) yeah exactly yeah maybe you get a group discount (laughs) yeah yeah exactly check the geico website Uh here it's all about who's in your portfolio of players, mm. right? Oh, and sure. Not, yeah. Um, like if you have, obviously the the higher the salary, the higher the premium is going to be, right, on the insurance policy. But it, that's about my extent of the knowledge of it. I don't really know much more than that. Well, so 
teams have these policies. I suspect these players have these policies individually as well, right? Like you hear about, you know, concert penis or something who insure their hands for like half a million dollars or whatever it is, right? Sure. Mm. I suspect that these players have it too. You know, if you're, you know, especially if you're early in your career, um, you know, you could potentially, you know, if you're Zion Williamson, for instance, right? Uh-huh. And you get yeah. drafted, you know, a, a, a career ending injury at that age is worth what? $250 million probably. Yeah. Um, so they would have their own insurance policy, presumably. And then the team has one as well? Can they go in together? Is that a thing? I don't know. That's a good question. You know, we need uh, we need bad words here. Right. We do need, yeah, he's <laughs> the insurance <laughs> expert. Yeah. Uh, insight into this, yeah. I mean, there definitely I, is my, some actuarial lost table for this, right? Yeah. My, my guess is that Lloyds of London would... Uh, want individual policies from both the team on one side oh, and sure. the player on the other. <laughs> so make money coming and going, right? That's right, exactly. So, like, so the the players, uh, I mean, the contracts are are generally guaranteed. Uh, so no matter what happens, the contracts you are know, fully guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like in I almost guess right. all cases. There are some Unless you're in all, almost today. all cases. Yeah. Right. Or Dwight Howard. Or, or Dwight Howard. Yeah. yeah. But in general, they are, are are fully guaranteed. So no matter what happens, uh, you know you're hurt. You, you still get paid out for the, your entire contract. That's right. Um, like so, we've seen, um, you know, even people who got, uh, for instance, uh, the Pacers are still playing paying Monte Ellis money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, uh, so he gets whatever they they can, uh, they can they have some flexibility with how it affects the cap i think but they still he's still getting his checks like Mm -hmm. um and then what was harper you mentioned something about the league uh with this there's some provisions for for some injuries like from the cap is that right uh jason you may know more about this than i do colson's our salary cap guy um i'm sure that he could list the uh you know paragraphs from the CBA that affect this thing. But I mean, it, you article know, two, it's article, all, it's all, it's, you know, nobody talks about article two anymore. <laughs> I, I, it's I mean, beautiful. it's this beautiful article. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, if you do have some, you know, cataclysmic inner, you know, injury to a guy, um, you know, the league does give you some relief for salary cap for those guys. But I don't know exactly what the mechanism for that is. Um, I think they just come in the form of exceptions. Okay. So like, so like, let's say you have, you know, you have 15 guys on your roster, but then five of them are injured. Right. Which means you probably need to sign more guys. The league will give you an exception. Probably say like the, the veterans minimum, exception and so you have basically that buffer that won't count against your cap right is what i would guess happens and then you've also got you know the cut and stretch provision right like if you ended up with some career ending injury and you had some guy you owed 200 million dollars to you know Mm -hmm. you can cut and stretch but you still gotta pay it now the owners would get that money back or some percentage of it from their own insurance um but that would still be – I mean, I, I guess we don't see a lot of career-ending injuries to big-name players in the NBA. Like, that's not – it's not actually that common. 
Well, I mean, these doctors things, can yeah. fix all kinds of crap yeah, these yeah, days, yeah. man. That's right. Yeah. I mean, did you see? But what if to Paul you George? had a guy like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, when it, I can't even think of the last guy. John Wall is the only name that's coming to mind. That's like, if the. If the wizards could. Well, there was also that thing in the last CBA that had uh, amnesty thing. You could just like, choose one guy and be like, yeah, I'm gonna. You still have to pay the guy the the contract, but you yeah. just like wave it from your cap. I'll bet like they've still got. I bet they've still got something like that, don't they? No, no, no. It was a one time. Oh yeah. You can only do it for one player, basically. You had a window of, I think, two years or something like that to, to use it. That's right. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, that was in addition to the stretch provision or whatever right where you could do like what we did with monte ellis and say okay we're gonna waive you from our team but stretch out your contract for four years or something like that Hmm. it's all kind of crazy uh mechanisms and moving money around hopefully that's answered Connie's question I really have no idea if, if it did or not I'm doing a little research right now I'm, I'm having difficulty like I see a lot of things that we talked about sort of, it's sort of like a disability insurance like if you mm-hmm. are unable to work and, and earn money you know there's there's lots of different I'm assuming everybody has everybody has something like that uh, I'm having difficulty finding things so I think we're I think we just I think we just nailed it, right? Totally. <laughs> there's some interesting ones too. It looks like there's a, a, a Zion Williamson had an eight million insurance policy. Uh, it was and his was for a. Uh, it was a loss of I think a loss of value. Basically, if he fell from what was expected to be the number one pick to if it was below sixteen, um, because he you know picked up that injury. Um, but if he fell too far in the in the draft, um, he was going to get paid out. But he didn't need it. Well, definitely, um, let's tweet Colson and make him have him scour the CBA and okay and blog the answer for Connie. Yes. Mm-hmm. He ain't got shit else to do. So. <laughs> nice. All right. I think we nailed it. Uh, Listeners, if you have questions you would like us to uh, answer as well as we did this one, uh, get in touch with us. We got uh, lots of ways of doing that. And subscribe Um, to that Undegoogleables feed. Yep. Search your uh, your, um, podcast places for the Undegoogleables, and we've got a feed just for that. um, all of our old ones is in one place with all the basketball nonsense, unless the Undoogle was about basketball. <laughs> um, anything else this week, gentlemen? I'd um, so. like to thank you, the listener, for spending some time with us. We very much appreciate it. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with us for feedback or anything you'd like, ask more questions and whatnot. 
you can hit us up on Twitter. We are at Undebeatables. Uh, Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. Our website, TheUndebeatables.com. Um, there's also a contact form there you can use to send us a message. Uh, you can send us an email. Shout out at TheUndebeatables.com. And wherever you're listening, if you can rate and review the show, that helps new listeners find us. Um, and if you can share this episode uh, from wherever you're listening to somebody in your life that's a big fan of the, of the Pacers or basketball in general, uh, please do that. Uh, on our website, we also have a store where you can buy uh, some medium T-shirts. Mm. Harper, you want to do the honors? And for our once and always coach... Now in the Hall of Fame, Bobby Slick Leonard. Turn out the lights. Party's over. Ooh. Ooh. I like that one. That was so good. It was like a Captain Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> was it, didn't it, doesn't that guy, uh, Shatner, doesn't he like record his own albums or something? He definitely does. Oh, yeah, does. he does. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty solid. I never know if I get that intro right. I've heard it 408 times. Yeah. Still can't yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah I, I, I make it up every time I have to do it. <laughs> you just throw a 529 in there. and <laughs> I definitely didn't do coach. that. I definitely missed yeah. a 529er. Mm. 529, bitches. <laughs> there we go. See, we, we checked that box. Colson needs a vanity plate of 529 bitches. Mm. Or 2-1 mm. bitches, I guess. Yeah. More appropriate. yeah. They probably don't let you put bitches on a license plate, though. Yeah. No. Also, probably uh, 21 bitches. Not a great, you know. <laughs> might read a little funny. It might. You're right. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Works for Joey. <laughs> Harper, when he was at your place, did he do that thing with the uh, a, a map and a dart? Did he do a lot of that? <laughs> Not to my knowledge. I'll have to look around to see if there's any holes in my walls. I do have a dartboard. He's spinning a globe constantly. Yeah. Yeah. No, ocean again. Damn. <laughs> He's in the Mariana Trench. Exactly. <laughs> it's like hanging out with James Cameron. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah.